Welcome to Balance 365 Life Radio, a podcast that delivers honest conversations about food, fitness, weight, and wellness. I'm your host, Annie Breeze, along with Jennifer Campbell and Lauren Kosky. We are personal trainers, nutritionists, and founders of Balance 365. Together, we coach thousands of women each day and are on a mission to help them feel healthy, happy, and confident in their bodies on their own terms. Join us here every week as we discuss hot topics pertaining to our physical, mental, and emotional well-being with amazing guests. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Balance 365 Life Radio. If you're one of those people who dreads walking into the gym, picking up weights, or starting that workout DVD, the last thing you want to hear is someone who loves exercise go on and on about how awesome it is. In truth, I'm one of those people who loves exercise, like to an annoying degree. Of course, I'd love for everyone to love exercise as much as I do, but I realize not everyone does, and that's okay. In fact, Jennifer and Lauren have openly admitted that they're not super in love with the gym. But exercise has some serious health benefits, and we don't want you missing out on those if at all possible. On today's episode, Jen and I first discuss some possible reasons why you might not enjoy exercise in the first place, and then dive into how to work through it so you can find a way to move your body that you enjoy, or at least don't dread. But before we get started, I want to invite you to join our Powerball Challenge starting September 10th. Our free 14D challenge is guaranteed to help you feel nourished, have more energy, and learn health, wellness, and fat loss strategies that actually work for busy moms. The Powerball Challenge includes Powerball recipes that our members rave about, a meal prep guide, prizes, and a private Facebook community of nearly 40,000 busy women who get it to cheer you on. And side note, if you're like me and you don't enjoy cooking, you don't have to actually cook to participate in the Powerball Challenge. We would love to have you sign up at PowerballChallenge.com today. Lauren and Jen, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I have to tell our listeners a little insider info on this particular topic. We have recorded this topic three times now. Three times. Yes. So just what a in joy. Case you thought we were perfect. <laughs> just know that sometimes it takes a little trial and error. The first time Lauren and I recorded this and we had some audio problems. The second time Jen and I recorded this topic, and we also had some audio problems, but I am feeling pretty good that today we're going to nail it. Are you guys on board? Yes. Yes. This better Let's work. Do it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not doing it a fourth time. Right? <laughs> um, we wanted to talk about this topic, though. The reason why we chose to re-record it and not just throw in the towel on it is because this topic in particular is something that comes up a lot in our community, and that's how to fall in love with exercise, even if you hate it right now. And um, I'm so happy to have you both on because I know um, that I enjoy exercise, but uh, Jen, would you say you enjoy exercise? No, it, I've never been one to jump out of bed to go sweat. <laughs> Lauren, <laughs> Lauren, what about you? Do you? Would you say you enjoy exercise? No. Well, I enjoy like the slow moving types of exercise. Like I enjoy my walks <laughs> and sometimes I'll enjoy like some weightlifting, but nothing strenuous right which is I feel the same yeah I I 
I also love how I feel after, whether it's slow like yeah. walking or a more intense exercise like running or a workout. I, I always enjoy how I feel afterwards, but it is actually that um, feeling of dread <laughs> that, you know, that <laughs> of like having to get started. And um, also while I'm doing it, I can, I sometimes feel bored or... Um, like counting reps has never been overly thrilling for me. I know Annie loves it. The look on your face right now is just kind of disgust. <laughs> She's like snarling. Right. Like. But we'll discuss, I guess as we get into this podcast, I- we'll discuss how Lauren and I make it work, even though we have these negative thoughts yeah. towards it. Yeah, because the truth is um, you don't need to love exercise in the way that I love exercise. I I genuinely do enjoy moving my body, but not everyone does. And so that's why I'm so happy to have you guys on here because this isn't just your run-of-the-mill podcast where we have personal trainers yelling at you to just go exercise. It's like we, you guys understand that like, look, not everyone enjoys exercising, but they want maybe the benefits of exercise um, and they see the value in it. So we're going to spend our time talking first about why you might not like exercise in the first place. And then we're going to dive into how to work around it. And then hopefully Lauren and Jen can share some of their tips and suggestions on how they make it work for them. Right. And I'll also say that we did a poll um, to our community and about 60% of people responded that they they also struggle with liking exercise. So we're not alone. Um, and even, and so even if they liked exercise, 60% said they struggle with enjoying exercise and 75% said they struggle with making, um, exercise, um, a priority doing it consistently. Right. And, uh, true to balance 365, uh, form, most people listening probably know that exercise is good for you. We should exercise in some capacity. It's usually not the what people struggle with. It's the how. And um, that's hopefully what we can help you with is like how to actually make exercise a habit when you don't love it. Um, So if you guys are ready, let's dive into some reasons why you might not enjoy going to the gym or getting an exercise to begin with, because I think that's um, kind of where it starts. Like, why do you why do you not like exercise, and then how can we work around that? And the first one um, that we run into is that we think that it needs to be extreme, and it's easy to see why we think it needs to be extreme because shows like Biggest Loser or following Instagram celebrities or Fitspo quote unquote accounts. Um, kind of portray this, that the gym or exercise routine needs to be like two hours in the gym and you need to be drenched in sweat and exhausted and fatigued and sore. And like every, every workout has to be like this all in your going hard or going home sort of mindset. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, we're going to talk about how, why that doesn't need to be that way. But, um, I, you know, I think about like, especially the biggest loser where they spend hours a day. I mean, that's their job while they're on the ranch, quote unquote, is to spend, you know, six, seven hours in the gym. And that's not our demographic. Like our demographic, most people in our community don't want to spend that amount of time. Right. I'm probably the outlier. And the reason that show doesn't <laughs> yeah. work is because life doesn't exist in a bubble, right? You're not you know, like that whole show is about calories in and calories out. I think they're on like a 1200 calorie day diet as well on that show. So, um, you know, and they just exist in this bubble where their whole job is to 
lose weight, essentially. But it looks awful, <laughs> you yeah. know, and it's done to, for the entertainment of the viewers. I won't even watch it. I I don't know if it's even still yeah. on, but I cannot I, watch it. I don't it. either. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, once either, you but... once you've seen what we see, it's kind of like you cannot you cannot watch it. You right. cannot unsee it. Yeah. 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 I shared with you guys yesterday a status update that I made eight years ago where I was doing this very popular, intense workout program that shall remain nameless. But I posted that I was so excited that I did two of the workouts. And I thought that that's what it took every day, day in and day out, that extreme. And I can guarantee that that's part of the reason I don't enjoy structured exercise. Exercise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so just your history of, yeah, that. How how you used it in the past can absolutely determine how you currently feel about exercise. And even, uh, Annie, you kind of said earlier, I think we all know we should exercise. And I'm really careful with shoulds because I find I'm a person that really pushes back against pressure or feeling controlled. And anytime I tell myself, I should exercise, I almost become more resistant resistant to it. Defy you know? it. Yeah, so then I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, wait a sec, you don't have to. You don't have to exercise. <laughs> Nobody does. Nobody has to. No, absolutely not. Um, You're right. We don't have to. But I, you know, I think we, the benefits of exercise are well enough known that like people realize. Yeah. Like there's major health benefits to exercise. And I know too, for me, it's like, well, look, when I'm 70 years old, I really want to be throwing my grandkids over my head and running around with them. But then it's like, but I don't want to exercise but I want to do this, but I don't want to do that. I don't want, you know what I mean? So it's that whole thing. Like we see it all the time in people. It's like, wow, I really want this, but I don't want to do what it takes to get there. What it, so yeah. it's really right. about, yeah. Can't, can't always have both. Right. Um, option or excuse me, reason number two is um, why you might not like exercises. Cause sometimes we limit our options for exercising. Um, just like thinking that we have to dedicate multiple hours a week to exercise. We think that we have to do an hour of weight training, an hour of cardio, um, an hour of mobility or flexibility. And we have to like hit all these kind of checkpoints or we have to train all these body parts to quantify or qualify a well-rounded workout. And if we can't, do it all, then we're not going to do anything. And I've had some experience with that. Like I, I used to think that exercise needed to be running. Like that's just, they were one and the same, like exercise was running, That that was the only form of exercise that really existed. And, um, but the problem was, is I didn't really enjoy exercise or I didn't, excuse me. I didn't enjoy running. I still don't enjoy running and I'm not, I'm not trying to poo poo running. It's just not for me. And um, so when I think about exercise as like my only option is to run, like, no, exercise doesn't really sound fun. But when I open it up to exercise can mean strength training. It can mean a group exercise class. It can mean a dance party. It can mean a walk. It can mean some yoga. Like then it's like, oh, my gosh, I have so many more options. Lauren, right. do you have do you have any experience with how you've limited exercise options in the past? Um, yeah, in the past, I think I would limit it to like those home workout videos where you just stand in front of your TV and you do like the circuits and whatever. And I never really enjoyed that. So, and running, I use, I tried to do the couch to 5k program many, many times and never made it through because I just don't enjoy it. 
for sure. And forcing myself to do one of those things just leads to me just quitting altogether. Yeah. And there's people that love running and maybe don't like strength training yeah. or maybe that love both. And that's like, that's okay. Um, you know, the, the point we really want to just make though, is that like when you open up the options for exercising, um, and exercising for enjoyment, it becomes so much more full of so many more opportunities than just like hitting checkpoints in a box. Um, Jen, do you have any experience with how you've, uh, limited your options for exercise? Well, I was just similar to you. I used to be a runner and I used to run a lot. And for me, it it was, you know, exercise was, I always had to be intense. So one thing I used to do is I used to drive to the, I was only a couple blocks from the grocery store, but I would drive to the grocery store, get my groceries and drive home. Um, even if I only needed a couple things, because I couldn't see that form of exercise as exercise, like it didn't count. Um, and so I would do that so I could get home quicker so I could go out for a run. And now I just think, wow, that's crazy. Like there were so many opportunities for me to move my body in there and yeah. Yeah, but if it's not like hard and intense and I was hurting after and yeah, and my runs were, you know, a lot of people look at me and say, you have a runner's body, but I really didn't. Like I would be, um, I would get quite a bit of pain actually after I ran. So, but I would do it anyways, because again, hard, intense and pain. I associated pain with being good when it came to fitness. That means I had right, done more, right. worked harder. I'm not talking about muscular pain. I'm talking about like joint pain, yeah. which is a Well, no. I mean, that's, it's, I'm not surprised that women think that because when you scroll Pinterest and I used to be one of them, when you scroll Pinterest for, you know, exercise motivation or workout motivation, you come across these like fitspo memes mm. that are like sore today, sorry tomorrow. Yeah. Or, no pain, you know, no gain. That whole yeah, mentality. Like yeah. there's, and that can be really harmful and, right. and not just physically harmful, but harmful and damaging in your relationship with exercise. Yeah. Like, and how you feel about exercise. Um, the third reason too, is that, um, kind of moving into that arena is that we often see exercise as a form of punishment and we've been trained by the media and self-proclaimed fitness gurus that exercise is what we do when we're unhappy with our bodies or when we feel guilty about what we've eaten. And this negative association with movement and exercise leads us to not want to do it because even unconsciously, we don't do the things we don't want to do the things that we associate with negative feelings. And um, just moving into the fall, I can already tell you, um, I anticipate it in my newsfeed every fall is those eat it, negate it. Yeah. Um, those uh, infographics where they have, you know, you ate three Reese's peanut butter cups, you have to do 150 burpees. Yeah. Um, and that's, and then the underlying, me- I know on the surface, it seems like, okay, it's just math, but the underlying message is kind of exercise is a way to negate what you ate or to burn off food that you ate or to burn off guilt for eating those. Yeah. Those, candies, those types right? of infographics just feed our disordered eating culture. Like people with a lot of food anxieties, um, weight anxieties. Um, that's really what those infographics are for, where I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't put my food and my exercise in the same category anymore. doesn't matter what I ate. I can still go exercise for the health benefits of exercising. Food doesn't cancel out. I mean, if you only look at exercise as energy expended, so how many calories can I burn? If you're only looking at it as calories, 
then that can be very disordered too because it, it doesn't matter if you overate that day or not. Exercise in it is in a completely different category and there are so many health benefits outside of just expending energy. Absolutely. And to add on that, I mean, if we are looking at the numbers of exercise, people generally overestimate how much they burn when they exercise. What we burn from a workout is relatively very small compared to what we do the rest of our day with playing with our children or housework or just doing our work or yard work or whatever. And um, the other downside is, is that if we're using our workouts or our frequency of workouts for a barometer for how much we can eat or not eat, that can lead to really inconsistent exercise and inconsistent eating where versus a mindset like Jen has or Lauren and I have where like these two actually have nothing to do with one another. Right, right. Like (laughs) the only time actually I find that exercise affects my food is when I exercise more, I'm hungrier. (laughs) Right, right. Um, But I can can do a really great workout and have some chips and salsa like and they have nothing to do with one another. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, anything you want to add about exercise as punishment? No, I think you pretty much covered it. Um, I'll just say that, again, I think that this plays into probably why a lot of women don't like exercise, myself included. So it used to just be to negate what I ate or just as punishment in general. And I think... um, Or to change your body. I mean, um, it's... in that way, it's like, you know, it's it really depends on where you're coming at that from. So if Annie is exercising to change her body and flexing in the mirror and looking at her big muscles and she likes that, that's one thing. Um, but she, she doesn't say, um, you know, actually internalize like, I am a better person with this um, strength training shaped body. But where it can come from a place of punishment is that women, they hate their bodies and their self-worth is attached to changing the shape of their body. They think they are more lovable and worthy of connection um, when they achieve a certain body shape. So when your exercise decisions come from that place, it, it's just another form of punishment. Right. And I think you lose so much that can be enjoyed with exercise when you look at it that way. Right. Um, And that's why I think now I am finding things that I enjoy more because I'm not strictly looking at it as a way to change my body or punish myself for something that I've done. Right. Yeah. I would completely agree. And um, full disclosure, that's kind of what got me into exercise in the first place. Like I was there to change my body. Right. And over the course of the last 10 years-ish, it's evolved into like, oh my gosh, look how good exercise makes me feel. Look how empowered and confident exercise makes me feel. Look how healthy and um, just physically and emotionally and and um, socially, not just not just a look, you know, health is not a look, um, that has exercise has benefited my life in way, way more ways and greater ways than just changing my body. So, you know, we totally get that people might start an exercise program to change their body. But um, just being mindful of like why you're exercising can be um, provide some helpful insight. Yeah. And I don't think anyone should ever not like the way they look or not like the results of their exercise. That's like, you know, we all we all like the results sometimes of different things that we do. And that's okay. But it's just about not losing sight of the big picture. 
right? We're not yep. trying to like throw down some rules here. But yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're anti, just like Jen defies the shoulds. We, we, yeah. def- we, we're anti rules. We're, right. we're pro what works for you. Yes. Like, yeah. Those are the rules we want. Um, so let's start talking about, oh, and the other reason this was actually not on our list of reasons, but this comes up frequently. Why women may not want to exercise is like, as simple as they don't want to get sweaty. They don't want to have to wash their hair. They don't want to have to change their clothes. They don't want to have to shower or redo their makeup or whatever. Like that's just an actual legit obstacle that they have trouble working around. Or, you know, even things like, um, if you're trying to get up in the morning, uh, finding your workout gear, your shoes, your headphones, your playlist, your water bottle, like these are just kind of, um, what's the word? Like a little bit more physical, like physical obstacles, like yeah, actual... they're all just little barriers, right? It's to, like yeah, it's not it just a things you have to think about, and things you have to do, and if you're already a little bit tired or overwhelmed with life, like that can just feel like ah, oh, it's too much. Yeah, because you've right. talked about decision fatigue. Yeah, Jen. so decision making fatigue is something we talk about in Balance Three Sixty Five, and you're just. You know, if you're a parent or, you know, have a demanding career or whatever your life is like, if you are making, having to make constant decisions every day, all day, you get decision-making fatigue and you're just done. You're overwhelmed. You're always going to choose the easy way. Your motivation will tank. Um, So part of that is eliminating those barriers, right? So in Balance 365, we talk about, you know, Things like meal prep and meal planning and stuff. Just just figure out how, if you are feeling decision-making fatigue throughout your week, you need to sit down and figure out where can I eliminate places in my week that really, um, where I'm experiencing decision-making fatigue, where I can, what can I automate about my life? So, and that can come down to like automating your bills, you know, like which has nothing to do with fitness, but it's just about going, what can I automate in my life so that when it comes to being able to make the decisions I want to make, have the motivation I want to have, um, work on the habits I want to have in my life, like where, you know, where do I really want to put my mental energy in my, in my week? Right. So you can free up some space. Right. To spend your energy there. Right. So yeah, for me, it's not paying bills. I don't want to have to think about that every single week. And I don't. And when I moved, I didn't automate everything and I kept getting warnings. <laughs> Things were going to get shut off. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I got to automate that. Yes, yeah. for sure. And I'll just share um, this uh, full disclosure. This this tip is not going to be for everyone. But if you're one of those people that um, are concerned with your hair like me and don't want to worry about washing your hair after a workout, I use those Invisibobbies. Those like, they look like the 80s keychains for your hair ties so that you don't get that kink in your hair. And then I blow dry the sweat in my hair afterwards. Right. Which... And your dry shampoo queen. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. I, and I love my dry shampoo. And um, that works really well for me. And do you dry shampoo before or after you blow dry? I, after? I um, blow dry. I use dry shampoo and then I let it sit for a minute and then I blow dry. Okay. And um, yeah, maybe throw in like one or two more curls. But then uh, also they have those like uh, post shower wipes. They're like little baby wipes where you can just like wipe down um, 
and, you know, change your clothes or whatever. But there's also forms of exercise that don't require you to sweat so much, like yeah, a which, slower walk or... Yeah, which yeah. on the opposite side was a barrier to exercise for me in that when I thought exercise was all about being intense and sweating, I was missing out on really great forms of exercise that don't make me sweat. So for me, going to the gym and doing heavier lifting with lower reps um, and, you know, more slow, more controlled, you know amazing benefits for your body, but I don't get sweaty when I lift weights. And so for me in the past, I thought it wasn't enough. I wasn't doing anything when actually I was doing a lot. Um, and so you can really miss out on, and, 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 you know, there are so many benefits to walking, even outside of the physical aspect, like the, you know, reducing your stress levels, like this has all been researched. And, um, and yeah, if you don't, and if you just, you know, like there's just so many health benefits to slower exercise, less sweaty exercise. So, um, yeah, on the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. So if you're not in a position to sweat for whatever reason, like you're trying to exercise over your lunch hour or whatnot, like that might be a way to still get into movement and kind of move around or work around the um, sweat barrier. But just know, um, if you want to continue the conversation on this, you're more than welcome to join our Facebook community, Healthy Habits, Happy Moms on Facebook, um, because I know our community has a lot of great other tips because there's thousands and thousands of women in there that are like trying to squeeze in exercise at various points in their day. Um, I even saw a woman doing her um, some elliptical for like 10 minutes in like Birkenstocks over her lunch hour in the group the other day because she was like, this is just what it was. Like I, I didn't have my tennis shoes. I forgot my tennis shoes, but I still wanted to get in some movement. So this was like my good, better, best. Yeah. Like best would have been she had the full get up, like tennis shoes and all. And she had 30 minutes. Good was Birkenstocks in 10 minutes. Yeah. Totally. Like, and, good for her. And, yes. It's awesome. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about how to work around this. And um, I, I want you to like brace yourself and just take a moment to be underwhelmed with our first suggestion because it is – not super exciting, but I swear it works. The first key to uh, falling in love with exercise, even if you hate it right now, is to get started, which I know people are listening are like, really? Like, that's it? Like, Mm. (laughs) get started? Like, yeah, no kidding. Um, But really much of the dread or anxiety or gloom you have about exercise actually happens before exercise even begins. And an interesting study uh, in 2011 from Healthy Psychology Research showed that people severely underestimate how much they would enjoy exercise because of a phenomenon called forecasting myopia, which means we judge the entire event based off of the first few minutes. Um, Because let's be honest, the first few minutes of the workout are usually the the toughest, like they're the hardest, even for me. Um, Getting out of the house, going to the gym, getting your workout clothes on, getting started is actually much harder than doing your workouts. So if you find yourself in that like limbo, that like, should I stay? Should I go? Am I going to work out? Am I not going to work out? Um, just get started. Just like head out, the, put your shoes on, head out the door, like put all of your energy into just getting started. And then you can reevaluate if you want. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that's my biggest issue is like, I just feel that dread about the getting started. Um, Same. Yeah. And it's, and, and you know what I've done, different things I've done is like, 
you know, I had a, we actually had a Balance 365 or Danny come over for coffee the other day. She was in town visiting family and asked me if we could get together. And I said, oh, well, why don't you come over here? So she came over and we had coffee. And um, I'm not sure if she noticed and I forgot to mention it. But um, right now, all my um, kettlebells um, and my workout mat are sitting like basically in the middle of my kitchen, like just off my island. And it's ridiculous. And I have to explain it to people every time they come over. But I just realized um, one day that like, as far as eliminating barriers, I was struggling with also the where am I going to work out in my house. And it just, I was like, you know what, it just makes sense for me to put this stuff right here where it's kind of right here all the time. And you know, also during really busy seasons of my life or even just a busy day. Like this morning when I was waiting for my coffee to brew, I went over and did um, just a couple kettlebell deadlifts. And for me, that was a great all or something for me this morning. It's more than I would have done had the weights not been sitting there, right? Did it in my pajamas, no bra on, <laughs> just did it. So, um, but yeah, it's it's kind of like those those little things of like getting started is just like, because as soon as I think about exercise, exercise, I think of that getting started process of the, you know, which includes the decision fatigue and the things I will have to implement to actually just get that first squat in. Yeah. They feel exhausting. It, it, yeah, it does. And I do this with cleaning. Um, I will debate cleaning my bathroom, which takes me about 20 minutes. I will debate it for two hours. And it's like, if I would have just started cleaning my bathroom, when I first thought of cleaning my bathroom, I could have been done in 20 minutes and had another hour and a half or more to like sit and relax. And, and so it can feel daunting to try to work up the energy and the motivation to want to do a full workout right away. Um, but if you can just put all of your effort into getting started, like Jen, do a couple deadlifts or, um, you know, Lauren really likes to walk. Can you walk for five minutes? And then if you're like five minutes in and you're like, I still don't want to do this, you know, you're, you're a woman, you're a grown, uh, well, you know, I can't say it on the podcast, but you're a, a grown woman <laughs> that we have in our a phrase we have in our community and an adult. And if you don't want to continue that workout, you can say I'm done, but getting started can be a really big key into beginning an exercise habit. Lauren, do you have anything to add about getting started? Um, yeah, in our Balance 365 program, one of the main pieces in our Habits 101 section is make it so small that you can't say no. And I think that really applies here. If you can't do a full workout, what can you do? Or what um, is the least what is the least effective dose that you're willing to do, yeah. right? Five minutes. So yeah, I mean, goals should be, we should be 90% sure that we can um, attain that goal. And that's where most people go wrong in goal setting is their goals are just too lofty. They just, you know, they had the best intentions, but it was just, it was too much. It was too big. Um, and we see this all the time. So I was just talking to a Balance 365er the other day um, inside of our community, our Balance 365 community. And she 
she really wanted to add running. She's working on her exercise habit and she wants to add running back in, but you know, then listed to me the reasons why she, although she really wants to add running back in, here is where her life is at right now and it doesn't feel attainable to her. And so what her and I ended up settling on, a goal that she was absolutely sure she could do, was to do um, 10 squats after she was done brushing her teeth at night every day. And I know it sounds like nothing, but it's about so much more than the squats. So first of all, that's more than she was doing had she just given up. And second of all, it's honestly a lot of it is about that mindset and realizing, hey, I can do this or I did it. Like I accomplished something. And then you can raise that bar a little higher when you're ready. Like it's really about feeling accomplished. Yeah. Well, and what tends to happen for me more times than not is once I get started, I'm like, well, I've already gotten started. Like, I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. So I can do 10 squats. Hey, maybe I can just do 10. Now I can do 10 push-ups um, or whatever you right. decide to do. And let's be honest. It's easy to do things when you like them. Like, it, or it feels easier to do things. Right. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm. it's probably safe to assume that you don't enjoy exercise. So finding the motivation to go do a thing you don't enjoy or you feel like you're not good at in the first place, uh, it might be easy the first few days when you like set these new goals and you're like, okay, I've got this new plan. I'm super stoked. Well, three, four days, a week down the road, you're probably going to be like, mm, the newness is worn off. This isn't fun anymore. But if you set your goals small enough to where it doesn't, you don't have to rely on motivation. You don't have to rely on willpower or this like Richard Simmons, like gusto to go right. do the thing. <laughs> like you might be, you might be a little bit better off. So yeah, I think that that's, um, we kind of got off on a tangent, but I think that's... Yeah, you're definitely more are, likely are, to stick to something that you feel competent doing. Yes. Yeah. Not like every workout you need to like give yourself a pep talk. Like, right. It should be it should be so simple, like Lauren said, that you can't say no. Right. Like, okay, I can do 10 squats after I brush my teeth. Like that I can do. That's a no-brainer, right? Right. Um, okay, second suggestion is to find your people. Um, if you want to enjoy your exercise more and even get better results, it's important to find your community. And um, this, I know some of you may be listening and be like, well, yeah, that might be super easy if you're an extrovert like me <laughs> um, who enjoys, you know, chatting and meeting people and spending time in crowds. But if you're introverted, um, it can be a little bit more difficult to find your community. And the key here is to realize that you don't have to socialize necessarily. You don't have to make small talk. You don't have to go out for pizza or coffee with them afterwards, but just to find a place or a community of people where you feel like you belong, where you feel supported, where you feel encouraged. Um, and there's a couple ways you can do this. And the first way would be to join an existing community. So essentially, you just start showing up somewhere regularly. And at some point, you feel at home. And the key here is to research and even test run a few places that you feel like may be the best fit for you now. And we say now because sometimes your exercise goals and preferences evolve. So what you were doing a year ago may not be what you want to do in a year from now. But um, it, like this, what comes to mind when I when we talk about this to join an existing community would be like a group exercise class, a CrossFit class, some some place where people are already there, like a walking club, a running club, um, a boot camp, you know, backyard neighborhood thing. 
um, someplace that you can just show up regularly there and you know that they're going to be there. Uh, Lauren or Jen, do you have any experiences with this type of community? Well, yes, this is the only experience with this <laughs> exercise community that I have. I, I find it a lot easier to exercise um, if I'm going out somewhere where people are already going to be doing it. Yes, for sure. Jen, what about you? Well, I'm more introverted on the introverted side, and I didn't love the big group aspect of CrossFit when I was doing CrossFit. I did for a little while um, start working out, um, like doing CrossFit workouts um, with a CrossFit coach, just one on one. We were we were um, friends and in Vancouver, and and so you know I was just training with her, and so it's not that I didn't like. CrossFit necessarily, but the big group component, I just didn't love. So for me, rather than finding like a big community, it's more that I, I feel very comfortable and motivated and I am more consistent when, when I'm with a friend. Cause I do enjoy the smaller social aspect of just like a couple people. Sure. This may come as a shocker, but I like the big group. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's my background. Like my, my first job in the fitness industry was a group fitness instructor. So I liked just a bunch of people doing the same thing and everyone's like, I mean, hopefully ideally everyone's there cheering each other on regardless if you're new or a veteran or are really great or maybe struggling. Like it's just, I like that vibe. But again, the key is to find what works for you and not everyone's going to be the same. Yeah, I think think a lot of people do feel intimidated going into like a new group situation and I definitely did with CrossFit. But, um, and we actually had a conversation in Bounce 365 about this the other day, um, just people having various different experiences starting group fitness, particularly CrossFit. And it really does depend on the culture of the CrossFit box or the gym you go to. Um, but, you know, just try it and you don't have to stick to it if you don't like it. If you really don't feel that the people there are inclusive, that's fine. You don't have to continue Um but it's great practice to get out of your comfort zone and also remember that everybody is new at something initially, like everybody. There was day one of Annie picking up a barbell and feeling really awkward with it, awkward, you know. And so um, you see where people are at and you often forget that everybody came from the same place. Yes, for sure. That's a good point. Um, Another way to find your community would be to rally your supporters to become your community, um, provided your friends and family are on board to start some type of exercise. There's likely a lot more people um, than just you that are interested in exercising or making exercise more of a habit, but they struggle with motivation and time and commitment just like you do. So if you can organize a group, um, you know, what comes to mind is things like a, like a walk, like everyone at work on their lunch break, not everyone, but it's those who are interested, um, on their lunch break at work, you know, after they eat, they may go for a 10 minute walk or right after work, we're going to do an exercise video or your neighborhood girlfriends, um, wake up and you do some strength training in someone's garage in the morning. So you can kind of find your friends and family that have some similar interests and organize them. 
Um, another, uh, option would be to join an online community, which sounds kind of familiar. (laughs) (laughs) We happen to have a few, um, as I mentioned earlier, healthy habits, happy moms is our large group, but we have some spinoff groups as well to support our exercise program. So we have like a postnatal series, um, program group, and we have an arms like Annie group and an everyday strong group. Um, but you can find your own online community too. You don't have to just use ours, although we think ours is pretty great. Um, but sometimes it's just not possible to join an in-person community or you just don't have people close to you. Um, and a lot of our, uh, listeners and members of our community live in rural areas, so they don't have access to either, um, like a a gym or a pool or whatever it is that they want to do for movement, but they still want to move. And, Um, It can be great to find an online community. And I remember when I had three kids under four and they were all at home one year and just, I did try, I, I had a gym, you know, within five minutes of me that had childcare, but I just could not cope with getting all my kids out the door. Um, So I was working out with um, an online program and an online trainer. And I remember craving an just a community or an online community I remember saying to her like hey could like do you have other clients and could we just form this like a Facebook group where we check in with our workouts or something and she was like that's a really good idea and I found that very motivating to get to know other people doing the same workout program as me and checking in and discussing different elements of the workout and yeah I really liked that when I was at yeah, home with my for kids. sure and you know um what happens in our online communities is um I hope she doesn't mind me calling her out but I think of one member Beth who posts a selfie every day she goes to yes, the gym in the morning does. yes yeah and a couple things happen as a consequence of beth posting and the first thing is that if beth doesn't post people are like where's beth like right. that's just naturally <laughs> evolved this like kind of innate accountability that's like we're used to seeing beth's face but also beth has now become an inspiration to other women right to like oh look at mm-hmm. beth you know beth has been honest like she didn't want to get up this morning and do the workout or beth got up and like just wasn't feeling it midway through so she cut it short but she still got some movement in. like that's really really yeah, inspiring. she's really honest with it um yeah which yeah. I, I think is great. Hi, Beth. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, just even even something like that, if you want to form your own online community with your girlfriends or just you join one that exists already, like, I th- yeah, any way you want to make this talk, work. Also, like, toxic online fitness communities because um, there are plenty of those out there. Um, For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. Our third suggestion is to keep getting better. And, um, this is probably one of my favorite suggestions because there's a common myth or a common misconception or mindset that if we love something, we'll continue to work at it and we'll eventually get better. But the truth is almost the opposite is actually true is the more we do something, the better we get and in turn, we'll love it. And I think the reason why this is really, really important is because sometimes we wait until we find something we love right off the bat, a way to exercise. Like I, you know, I tried running. I didn't love it. I tried lifting. I didn't love it. I tried yoga. I didn't love it. And you can try a lot, a lot of things and still not love it. And if you're waiting to find something that you actually love, a way to exercise that you actually love, you might not ever get started. So yeah, the way um, to work around that is to to find something that you can do 
and then get a little bit better at it. And like Jen says, once you get that sense of accomplishment, you see some improvement, you let that snowball. And that then creates a sense of love. Yeah, think of like think of how this works with our kids. It's the same with us. Like my kids used to hate water, swimming, putting their head under, like they hated it. And it really just took me really pushing and consistently bringing them back to the pool, bringing them to their swimming lessons. And as they gained more skills around swimming, well, now I can't get those boys out of the water. They just love it. They love going swimming. So and that can happen with us, too. Absolutely. And but so often we think that I need to like I need to feel love towards something and then the actions will follow. I'll love running. So then I'll run. Right. I'll love lifting. And so then I'll lift. And and again, if you're listening to this, you probably don't love any shape of exercise or very few forms of exercise. So if that's you, if you're like, I've tried a bunch of things like I would encourage you to to just try something, start small and stick with it. And and that improvement, that consistency, that skill development um, can help give you a sense of accomplishment, which then cultivates a sense of love or enjoyment for the movement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and some of the keys here to getting better though, are to show up consistently. And, um, you know, I, as a personal trainer, I would love to be able to like sell you this magic trick or a supplement or workout that like gave you results instantly. It just doesn't work that way. But there's no shortcuts. If there was a shortcut, Lauren and I would be using it. <laughs> We'd be knocking back our supplement on the daily that just grew our muscles and kept us strong. But it doesn't oh, exist. It, it, it would be great though, wouldn't it? But, but you know, I say that, but and then I'm like, you know what? No, it wouldn't be great because sometimes it's like that hard work, that effort that you put into it that makes it really rewarding. You know, sometimes For when you. you don't have the... Okay, yeah. For you. <laughs> yeah. Just like, it's, it's, maybe the shortcut. But... But really, though, um, a key to getting better at anything is to show up and do the work. And we could be talking about work. We could be talking about relationships. We could be talking about exercise. We could be talking about cleaning your house. I mean, really, like very few shortcuts. Yeah, and we could be talking about a CrossFit class or we could be talking about doing 10 squats after you brush your teeth every night. Like you you will – a lot of our our women in our community, you know – Everybody is from different backgrounds, different exercise backgrounds, different levels of fitness. And we have lots of women who um, are are basically just learning to squat, right? And which is totally fine. You and um, that's what our bodies do. Our bodies adapt to stress. That is what they are built to do. So if you squat um, 10 times after you brush your teeth every night, you will get better at squatting. You will become a body that squats consistently. Absolutely. And um, kind of to piggyback off of that, a uh, another key of getting better or um, adapting to that stress is to track your progress because eventually you are going to get better at those 10 yeah. squats and 10 squats aren't going to have the same effect that they on, on day 100 that they did on day one. Yeah, fine print as long as you don't have some disordered relationship with tracking, which I actually did at one point in my life and I did take about 18 months off of tracking any kind of progress because I needed to learn to just like, like to exercise for the joy of exercising. Um, and so, yeah, so that's just fine print on tracking. Yeah. And, um, that progress can, that progress tracking can look like, you know, tracking sets, reps and weights, like it does in a traditional sense. It could be just as something as simple as like how you felt. Yeah, absolutely. 
it doesn't, you know, I mean, this is like, this is, again, this is supposed to work for you, but, um, or, you know, like how far you ran, how, how long you walked, how fast you walked. I mean, you, you choose the data that matters to you. Like that's, that's what's really important here, but just your ability to see that you're actually getting better can be really, really motivating. Um, and, um, really encouraging, especially when you're like, oh my gosh, I'm capable. I can do this. I am doing this. Here's the proof that I did this. Here's the proof where I started. And sometimes if you don't like take note, that's why I like to videotape everything. Um, I can get really discouraged with my skill development in the gym. And then I look back five months ago and I'm like, wow, I just shared. If you guys aren't following, if you like exercise, follow Andy Breeze on Instagram. (laughs) She's at Andy Breeze. And, um, you just posted the other day, a video of you trying to do toes to bar five months ago and then where you're at today. And it was just such a cool comparison. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I'm not, I've never thought about videotaping myself really. But then when I saw you do that comparison, I thought that is such a cool visual and I'm definitely, I'm starting a new workout program in September and I'm definitely going to start doing videos for sure. Yeah, because sometimes, especially when we're talking about gaining strength or skill development, like you might not necessarily add a lot of weight to a movement, but maybe it looks better. It feels yeah. better. You're more proficient in it. It comes more naturally to you. Yes, like, your mobility is better. Your, yeah, like your form is better. Your, yeah, it's Yeah, it's absolutely. Cool. And, and so again, there's a, there's a lot of ways to track progress, but um. I think that that can be really valuable just just to see that you, um, again, to acknowledge that you might not love exercise right off the bat, and that's okay. Like, find a way uh, to move your body, something that you can stick with, hopefully see some improvement, some development, and then in turn, that cultivates a love for exercise. For sure. Can I read a couple? So we did this, we did a, this poll on social media asking women if they struggle with these things. And also if they don't struggle, what are some of their tips for other women? Do you mind if I read a couple, Annie? Many we've covered, so I won't say them, but a couple women talked about as far as being consistent and sticking to it is to schedule in your exercise time um, and stick to it the way you would stick to, you know, your children's activities on a calendar, which I think is really cool. Like, I think it is a really, it kind of goes with the whole topic of our company and our group is that we're trying to get moms to put themselves back on the to-do list, right? Make themselves a priority. So I really like that idea. Um, Experimenting with different forms of movement and seeing what you love and what your body craves, which I think is really cool. A friend of mine just shared with me that she has joined a a rec women's volleyball class or team and she's starting and it's only Tuesday nights and she has never played volleyball in her life. And I just thought, but she's just looking for different ways to move that are non-traditional, like out of the gym um, and get to know a different type of movement. And also really cool to see her working out of her comfort zone, which we didn't mention this, but I think a lot of people, when you feel uncomfortable exercising, um, is like to really reflect on like, if that's just because you feel uncomfortable doing something new or you feel vulnerable, not being good at something. And actually that can be a really good thing, a really big growth thing to work through that type of discomfort. Um, and also I really like this tip, but make it about something other than weight loss, which I know, I know we covered and said that if it's all about weight loss, it can be really, really negative. Um, yeah. And that's everything else. Most of the other suggestions we got, I believe, um, were covered. 
Awesome. I love that. Good tip. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one. Sorry. Choose movement that has a dual purpose. For me, I get to listen to podcasts while I walk. I think that's really cool. Was that I for ne- me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but another one that I have is um, build it into your day. So um, for me, we we don't live too far from my children's school. So um, I um, often walk them to school and walk to pick them up. And I had the option with our kindergartners, you have to drop them off, pick them up. But um, last year, by the end of the year, um, there were – you know, we were at a point where the kids could walk home on their own. We do live quite close to the school, 400 meters away. And so, um, but I would just make an effort to go and meet them after school just to get my walk in. But some people do things like they park as far as they can from the grocery store door and, you know, like really think outside of the box of just how, um, how you can increase your movement in the day without it feeling like it has to take up, you know, a whole bunch of your time or be scheduled in. I think Lauren's really good at that. I know Lauren's really good at that. Um, you find ways to put in squats when you're unloading and loading the dishwasher, doing laundry, or walking around the uh, swing set when you're playing with Elliot. Like, right? Yeah, because I don't like I don't love structured, scheduled exercise. So for me, finding little ways throughout the day to get it in is really helpful. There's also um, also ride the seasons of life. So another. Um, woman, she said, um, it just looks different for her year round. Winter is about the gym. Um, I guess she has the time during the gym, but summertime is about shorter home workouts. Um, and the point is that she's just, she's just still moving, right? She's still keeping up that habit and actually just taking the time. Yes, for sure. That's a good one too. I feel that, I feel that way too. I spend more time in the gym, Versus my yard when it's nice. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's just recap real quick um, how to fall in love with exercise, even if you hate it right now. Uh, Our first suggestion was to get started, which is super underwhelming and not very sexy and exciting. But um, we find that a lot of people get tripped up in that limbo. Should I stay or should I go? Am I going to start? No, I'm not going to start. I'll wait 10 minutes. I'll do it. You know, it's like hitting the snooze alarm. And if you can just put all of your effort into getting started, um, you might find that you enjoy your workout way more than you anticipated. Uh, suggestion number two is to find your community and you can do that a variety of different ways which we already listed join an existing community start your own or join an online community which we think ours is great again it's healthy habits happy moms on facebook we have nearly 40,000 women across the globe um all ages um moms non-moms um all exercise abilities and interests are can be found in that group. So if you want to continue the discussion, if you need some more tips, or if you're listening and you're like, I love exercise and I want to share my tips, please do. Like we're here to build off of one another. And our third suggestion is to keep getting better. So uh, find a way to foster a love by seeing some progress, by um, cultivating a habit out of it, and that can keep you going. Lauren or Jen, do you have anything to add before we wrap up? No, I think that sums it up. No, I'll say that I just use I use all of these tips in different regards. Like if I'm at home trying to get in a structured workout, it's all about convenience for me and just getting started. And then if it's something that I really don't enjoy as much but I want to do it, I'll go out and find a class because I need that extra accountability um, to get it done or, um, 
finding things around the house. Like we got a push mower because um, it's a built-in way to get some exercise and it's in- actually enjoyable for me. Um, so use the tips. Use them all. Yes. All of them. Yes. And or one you, of them. If you are looking for just short at-home workouts, we have free workouts on our on our YouTube page, with this, which is Balance 365 Life TV. And we have some of our workouts are 10 minutes or less, some are 20 minutes or less. Um, and th- that's just free workouts that we recognize some women are just using those to get it in, build their habit. Um, but they're good workouts. So yeah well we think so yes <laughs> um and and a handful of them are even just body weight workouts so if you don't have equipment if equipment is another barrier for a home workout for you you um can check those out we have body weight only workouts. yeah there, so. one of the women on our post said um what helps her to exercise is actually using our youtube videos not just because they're short and effective but also knowing that lauren and i are in those videos and we also hate exercise <laughs> she said so i know that when you two are showing up I can show up too. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. It's nice to have people on the squad that like can empathize yeah, with, totally. you know, wherever you're yeah. at on the, do you love exercise? Do you not love exercise continuum? Like we got you. We got you covered. So thank you for joining us for the third time. Hopefully <laughs> when we play this back, the audio is crystal clear for our listeners. Um, and yeah, thanks ladies. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by our online coaching course, Balance 365. If you're ready to say goodbye to quick fixes and false promises and yes to building healthy habits and a life you're 100% in love with, then check out our program at balance365.co to learn more.